definitely human. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It is the winter of 1926, Chicago. Five years have passed since Dr. Dorothy Taylor last saw her estranged friends on the pier in Hong Kong. And as she settles into her new life, she allows herself to imagine that whatever forces of evil she has faced, they are now vanquished. Cornelia Cavendish and her daughter, Joy Dutton Cavendish, have lived a quiet life in England, while Sebastian St. Battenberg has been conspicuously silent. But something is stirring in the belly of America. Corpses with missing teeth and whispers of the name Gresley have reignited Dorothy's fears, and she writes anxiously to her friends once more, the only people who understand the scale of evil these signs portend. She summons them to America to ask for help, to reunite, and reluctantly return to... The Infinite Bad! Butchers of Goose Lake, Part 1 It is 1926, and as the world begins to forget the horrors of the Great War, a shadow of oppression deepens across the world. Dictators tighten their grip over frightened and desperate masses, from Mussolini in Italy and Franco in Spain to the Shah in Iran. The United States of America chafes under the bonds of prohibition, and although the sleeping giant stirs and begins to grasp the breadth of its influence, gangsters and thugs bloom like night fungus in the moist, dark crevices of the nation's cities. Al Capone is at the height of his powers, and the chattering classes flit from alarm and fear to delighted fascination with his brutal reign. It has been five years since the harrowing events that took place in Hong Kong and on the terrible island of Cao Yi Chao. Our four heroes have drifted apart, working fruitlessly to collect themselves after the trauma they experienced. Dorothy Taylor, now an established doctor in Chicago, has taken to carrying a revolver on her at all times, a desperate bulwark against the brutality of the world. 
Despite the trials these past five years have put her through, and the distance that has grown between her and her friends, she now finds herself waiting for them in the snow-swept streets of Chicago, a chilling night wind whipping over her coat. White streetlights cast flurrying shadows as the snow blows past, and the streets, normally bustling even at this late hour, are mostly deserted as all the city's goodly citizens have taken shelter from the weather. As Dorothy shifts from foot to foot near a speakeasy called the Three Clubs, she thinks back to the replies she received to her letters. Cornelia's bitter silence stings her, and she regrets how they parted, but Joy's eager responses are a warm salve to her heart. With the St. Battenberg estate now sold and its proceeds distributed amongst various charities and social projects in Hong Kong, Sebastian's brother replied on his behalf, welcoming the opportunity to share the burden on his company with Dorothy, as even his well-cultivated patience as a priest is wearing thin. Now, through a swirl of snow, the unmistakable silhouette of Sebastian approaches her. At first glance, he looks like his old self, but on closer inspection, Dorothy notices the signs of a careful but poorly executed reconstruction. The shaving cuts, the tape holding his spectacles together, and the hint of a suppressed eye twitch. Sebastian, it's so lovely to see you. Thank you so much for coming. Dorothy Taylor and I hold out my hand. And I hug you instead. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Well, How have I you... stand like a statue. <laughs> How have you been, Sebastian? Oh, yes, I've been wonderful. It's been a while, a little while. Five years. Five years, yes. I've been busy. And you? You're a doctor now. I Congratulations. am. Congratulations. I am Dr. Dorothy Taylor. It has a nice sound, doesn't it? It sounds perfect. Well done. Well Thank done. You. Thank you so much. You encouraged me so much to go back and get my degree. Yes, I did, yes. And that encouragement uh, helped you, you think? Absolutely. I would say that it was the primary motivation. That, that's wonderful. Good, <laughs> good. Good then. And what have you been doing? I've been on the hunt, Dorothy. I've been uh, on the hunt for evil. I haven't stopped our quest since the day on the dock. It's, it's been, well, we'll get to that. We'll wait for the others to arrive. Okay. And uh, I'll talk you through uh, my successes won't take long. Oh, <laughs> yes. And in the awkward silence <laughs> that falls over the two of you, <laughs> you hear the, the distant chugging of an automobile and then the uh, crunch and squeak of footsteps in fresh snow uh, as you see two figures approach you down the street. Aha! Hello! Cornelia. Already here! Cornelia, Joy, thank you so much for coming. Are you well? Yes! I've been well. We're very well, thank you. How are you guys? Sulking, no doubt. <laughs> in your uh, estate. Uh, no. Eh? No. Probably. Yes. Uh, enjoy. Sebastian. How are you doing? How have you been? Well, you look you. completely different. I hardly recognised you. Yes, it's been five years. I'm a young woman now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a scale to say that. <laughs> Settle down, Joy. <laughs> Your congratulations are in order. And for you too, Dorothy. Thank you. Anthropology from the University of Oxford. Yes, well, the Somerville, yes, in Oxford, yes. How exciting. Yeah, it's been very exciting being one of the first women to study such a thing. And after all we've been through, I don't know. It does seem potentially useful. Well, congratulations. (laughs) You're a doctor now. (laughs) Yes, how times change. (laughs) Very strange, very strange. So, 
down to the matter at hand. Obviously, we're not here for a friendly catch-up. <laughs> uh, work first. Yes. Thank- well, what work? Well, I explained in my letter, I've now seen two corpses with injuries very similar to those that we saw in Cairo and in Hong Kong and even in England before that. The police here are absolutely convinced that it's just uh, some terrible mob ritual torture to get information out, but uh, it's simply not... Perhaps it is, though. I mean, but the America is a very violent place. That is true. It's a dangerous city. But, I mean, you know as well as I do, the the teeth, the marks on the sides of the mouth... How can you doubt it, Mrs. Cavendish? It's obvious! (laughs) But the monster is dead. No, Sebastian, as you well know. I think the reality is we don't know what we're dealing with here, whether it was just the one that we killed in Hong Kong or... I mean, there's been so many teeth, so many. <laughs> <laughs> I just, more I, than there one must person. be more than one monster. <laughs> and nobody else here is going to investigate it properly. Mm. Maybe it is. I hope it is. I hope it is just mob killings. But I, well, I mean, obviously, <laughs> seems like an odd. Obviously. Is that really the hill you want to die on? <laughs> obviously, I would like the mob to not be so present in Chicago's streets. However, I would prefer the mob than whatever hand monster and talking lions and... I disagree, and here's why. Okay. (laughs) Granted, unfortunate what happened. But this means something very significant, which is that we are finally on the trail. We know they're out there, and we know we're the only people that can stop them. Okay, so I start reaching into my... Jacket. I was going to wait for us all to be seated, but... Sebastian, as you've been getting more and more animated, uh, the rest of you notice that pretty much in this area of town is almost fully deserted, um, and the, the tenement block that you've met in front of, uh, there's two people who seem to be standing loitering around the entrance of it, and because you're the only ones here, and you're literally four of you talking across the street while looking <laughs> at this building, they've noticed you now. And Sebastian being a big, heavy set man, and now he's in full flow. They've ceased their conversation and they're looking over at you with some interest. Shall we uh, step indoors, perhaps? I think that makes sense. Yes. 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 So we're, we're here in front of the three clubs. It's a speakeasy. Um, and we're trying what to... now? Sorry. Speakeasy. It's, a, it's like a bar. It's a bar. Oh, it's a bar. It's, it's fantastic. It's a bar. It's a bar. Yes. yes, I haven't had a drink for a while. Mm. It's been days. But just be be cautious inside. Chicago's a, a dangerous city, and these are very much illegal. Of course. These yeah. speakeasies. Sorry, so, hey, excuse me? Sorry, quite, what? Quite illegal. Like, on the scale of... One to ten, they're like they're they're ten. They're quite legal. So just be. What's going on in there? Oh, just consumption of alcohol and mob activity and uh, prostitution and gambling and just a lot of like quite illegal things. So just be well, careful. Maybe we should fine. get a drink somewhere else. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but we'll be uh, fine. Mrs. Gavinish is completely right. We'll be fine, but we need to speak to a man that I've heard through some investigation often hangs out in this establishment. His right. name is Frankie Giancana. And so we just need to find him once we're inside. A man starts making his way down the sidewalk towards the two guards at the three clubs. Uh, he, he looks quite slovenly and he's, uh, he's smoking, uh, but he's careening from edge to edge of the sidewalk and he's clearly already quite drunk. As he reaches the two bouncers, uh, he has a conversation with them that you can't quite understand. The taller, heavyset bouncer uh, seems to be talking to the shorter one. 
and then they both push the man over and tell him to to get on a, a, out of here and and, and to, to scram basically but you can't tell exactly what the conversation entailed uh then they go back to peering at you diffidently so what you're saying is we're going we're going to have to go undercover as criminals i suppose we are technically breaking the law but for a good cause so for it's a very okay good cause you think maybe we should act like like the way that criminals might act. It wouldn't be the first time. Yeah, I think maybe that. Opium, Speak for yourself, Joel. <laughs> smuggling days. That was a misunderstanding. I genuinely <laughs> thought it was menacing. <laughs> okay, so is our plan to be a little bit suspicious? I don't type? think they'll believe that of me. <laughs> you maybe you might be an eccentric, like... Well, eccentric? Like a... Dorothy. Oh, Dorothy, tread carefully. <laughs> You seem like you haven't, you know, you might rule a particular, you know... More carefully than that, don't <laughs> <laughs> Tippy toes. You just have so many leadership qualities. Nice. That <laughs> seems like you could be in charge of some sort of criminal activity. I could, you know, I could. <laughs> <laughs> if I wanted, I could. Okay, at this you hear uh, crunching footsteps behind you, so in the opposite direction from the speakeasy, which is in front of you. What do you want to do? There's someone approaching you. Swing around and okay, see so who it is. You swing around <laughs> just as Dorothy is telling Cornelia what a good criminal she would make. Uh, and you see a tall police officer. Uh, he's got his, his double-breasted police uniform uh, buttoned all the way up in the cold. And he's swinging a billy club uh, in one hand. Uh, and he looks with some concern at the four of you. Uh, and then he addresses himself entirely at you, Sebastian, mm-hmm. uh, saying, what, What's going on here? Uh, g- good evening, constable. Uh, nothing... Uh, at all suspicious is happening here. We're just uh, some friends who are reacquainting. You're from uh, Britain. Yes, that's Eng- correct. English. And why Why is a, a British man here with his wife and uh, two children? <laughs> this is a bad part of town to, to come on holiday, sir. <laughs> I love the simple humor of the Americans. And I clap it on the shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> You're all right, sir. You're make, make all a, right. Make a strength check, Sebastian. Oh, <laughs> Eight. All right. Uh, you clap him on the shoulder, uh, and he buckles a little bit, um, but he bristles at the force of your of your strike, and he says, uh, "Now, sir, let me uh, let me escort you back to your hotel or wherever you're staying for the night. Uh, this is a this is no part of town for." A gentleman of your age. I beg your pardon. A gentleman of my age. <laughs> sir! <laughs> How dare you, sir! Uh, okay, make an intimidate check. 13. Okay, uh, he seems a little bit embarrassed and taken aback. Uh, he, he doesn't want to have offended you, and in, particularly in the presence of three ladies. Um, so he takes a visible step backwards and he says, I, 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 I didn't mean a certain, no, no, I, I mean, I didn't. And he starts babbling a little bit abashedly. It's quite all right. It's quite all right. I understand my exterior may seem a little hardened to you. It's uh, years in the war does that to a man. Were you in the war, sir? Uh, no, no, my, my, my dad was, but not <laughs> oh. me. <laughs> Oh, I see. <laughs> mm, yes, you've given me a lot to think about. <laughs> well, have a pleasant night. Uh, <laughs> I turn away. 
Yes, and, and and you as well. And then he he nods at each of you uh, and kind of tips his, his little policeman's hat and and he starts moving on. Uh, he gives a couple of backwards glances towards you uh, and towards the two bouncers, but he doesn't seem to make any kind of other gesture towards them. Well done, Sebastian. Yeah. Why did that go so well? <laughs> I I'm thought we were going to get arrested <laughs> immediately. I'm just looking at my hands like... So many lines. <laughs> <laughs> so the bouncers at the speakeasy are still looking straight at you. What do you want to do? Walk towards Let's them, go, I suppose. Yeah. Let's go right. All right. So you With cross... A big smile on my face. <laughs> uh, you cross the snow-swept road and reach the other side, and they're, they're still staring at you, just mugging at you silently. Good evening. Move along! <laughs> <laughs> We have business with somebody inside of this establishment. You have business. Yes. We have business with a with with Frankie Giancana. Take a walk, baby. Now you listen here. Mr. Giancana will be very upset to hear that you turned us away. Giancana, you know Frankie Giancana. Make a persuasion check. 13. Okay, uh, the more heavyset bouncer says, I don't know, Sal. Maybe she knows Frankie. And Sal replies, she doesn't know Frankie. Get out of here. I do know Frankie. And anyway, what's the risk here? Do we really look that dangerous? <laughs> you? What about this guy? And he points, uh, Sal points his, his hand upwards towards Sebastian's enormous bulk. He wouldn't even fit inside. <laughs> I'm still looking at my hands. <laughs> oh, this guy's harmless. And you want to bring an old biddy into here as well? What? The heavy set bouncer says, I don't know, we saw them talking to a cop. And we got rid of him, didn't we? You should be thanking us. I think they's with the cop. I don't know. Sir, we are criminals. <laughs> <laughs> of that, you can be most assured. Very much criminals, all four of us. And I give him a wink. Okay, uh, make a persuasion check. Thirteen. Okay, uh, Sal, the, the shorter bouncer, uh, takes out a gun. Uh, and he says, now move along. And he kind of motions with his pistol. We're done here. Go drink somewhere else. How dare you, sir, point a firearm at me. <laughs> An old lady, a poor old lady. Uh, he says, I ain't pointing at you. I'm pointing at this buster here. Move along. Sir, a man should never unsheath his weapon unless he intends to use it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to let you make an intimidation check at disadvantage. Actually, at advantage, because you have a skill in it. So uh, just make it normally. 19. Oh, okay. Sal stands his ground. Shit. Yeah, yeah. He said he just looks straight up at you with his beady little eyes flicking from your left to your right eye. And he says, just try it. Do it. Do it, Sebastian. <laughs> I think let's all grab him. <laughs> yeah, let's tug him away. Tug him away, yeah. Okay. As you're tugged away, uh, you notice that as you, you're kind of crossing the street again and, and trying to get make some distance between yourselves and the bouncer, uh, you notice that Sal kind of gives a big exhalation of relief. And then he goes for his inside pocket. He puts his gun back and he takes out a cigarette. Uh, but the larger bouncer slaps the cigarette out of his hands and he says, no, put that away. You know when you don't like it when you smoke up the entrance. Um, and then you're across the road again. 
What are we going to do, guys? How are we going to get inside? Are there any other entrances, like a window or something in the back? Mm. So you can see that this tenement has this kind of fire escape, iron wrought ladder uh, structure running up the side of it, which is basically around the corner from where the two bouncers are. The fire escape starts about one story up, but you notice that there's a couple of large iron dumpsters beneath it. I reckon I could get up onto that ladder. But then, could all of us? Well, yeah, that's a thing. If you stood in the dumpsters, you could probably all reach. <laughs> nah. Undignified. Yeah, come on. <laughs> we gotta do it. I think uh, we have to do it. Can't you kick the ladder down like, once you get up these fire escape ladders? Oh. Yeah. So if yeah. I was to go up, I could kick it down and then... Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's okay. a good do idea. That. And yeah. then everybody can get up. That's yeah. a good idea. Yeah. yeah. It might take me about 20 minutes. <laughs> Otherwise, ladder, fireman's but... lift from Sebastian. Yeah. <laughs> this is Kevin <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> it's tough being old. <laughs> okay, so this empty kind of parking lot area it's around the corner but it's right next to these two bouncers so are you going to try to make your way into this lot area stealthily or are you just going to walk straight past them again perhaps one of us can distract the like once you get into the lot and in towards the dumpsters you'll be out of view but to get to this lot you'll just have to cross the street again perhaps we should leave but dorothy tries to get in there by her own yeah that Mm. makes sense they would let you in but not us all all right, you three, Joy, Cornelia, and Sebastian, are going to sneak past into this lot area. Whilst Dorothy is distracting the, okay. the bouncers. Great. So the mm-hmm. three of you then make stealth checks. Okay. 14. 5. And Dorothy, how are you going to try to distract the bouncers? <laughs> I think I maybe, maybe I'm flirting with them. Oh. No, Dorothy isn't enjoying this either. Oh, wow. Okay, I mean, which one are you flirting with? I think both of them. Oh, wow. I think I'm just... Wow. Okay. okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Listen, guys, we got a murder to solve. <laughs> I can't yeah, priorities, be like, priorities. you know, I, sometimes you got to lose some of your dignity. So... Sure. I wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, yeah, I guess I okay. just let yeah. them know that we're you've gotten rid of your friends. And... Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So um, you're swaying your way towards <laughs> the two bouncers. Now. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> okay. Uh, Sal seems very much less intimidated now that you don't have Sebastian with you. And he says, so, back again, eh? And he is, he doesn't notice the three of you (laughs) (laughs) creeping past Scooby-Doo style (laughs) on your way to the lot. Listen, I've gotten rid of my friends. Will you let just me in? Okay, make a persuasion check. At advantage. 18. Okay, he says, yeah, sure. What's your name, sweetheart? My name's Franny. (laughs) And what's your name? (laughs) Salvatore. It means savior. Ooh, an Italian. (laughs) Uh, The the larger bouncer is chuckling to himself and he says, all right, Sal, let her in, let her in. Um, and Sal like, opens the door with a very grand gesture and, and kind of dips low with a bow for you. Oh, aren't you a gentleman? <laughs> uh, so the three of you are now in this lot. You've managed to get there uh, without being seen. Mm-hmm. And in front of you, there is these two large iron dumpsters uh, that smell awful. And above them, this iron wrought fire escape. I'm not going to get cholera again, am I? <laughs> well... <laughs> See how you roll. <laughs> uh, okay, okay so guys. We'll... Dorothy's in. Let's try and be stealthy. I'm going to stand on her shoulders, 
kick the ladder down, mm-hmm. and then you two follow, right? Sounds like a plan. Okay. okay, let's give it a shot. So as you approach the fire escape, you have to walk past the dumpster, and it's at this point that an overpowering stench makes you stop in your tracks. Uh, you recognize this. This is the stench of a decomposing body. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> ah, damn. Oh, that smell. Oh, God. Is that what I think it is? Do you know it is. I will go and have a look. Okay. As you approach the dumpster, a familiar tableau is revealed in the filtered glare of the distant street lamp. It is a corpse, half buried in the refuse heaped in the crude metal container. The smell is only partially masked by the food scraps, waste paper, and other domestic detritus that you see in here. The man's mouth is slack and it hangs open, although most of his hair is half wet with the rank moisture of the dumpster, a stray, straw-dry flap of hair dances forlornly in the bitter Chicago wind. Make uh, make a very basic athletics check at advantage just to climb into the dumpster without like losing your balance. 20. Nice, Ooh. okay. Uh, so you vault over into the dumpster uh, without even touching it with your feet until you land uh, with a soft, wet thud inside the waste. So now you can have a look inside. Uh, You can immediately see that the corpse is a white male. Uh, He's in his mid-twenties and he has slicked back dark hair clinging in these kind of filthy strands across his face. Uh, His mouth is slack, but his lips are kind of slack over where his teeth should be, so you can't see if he's missing them. I immediately put my hand to where his mouth is and like just Just kind of dig around. (laughs) Okay, you probe his slack, moist mouth with your thick fingers, and you can see that he is missing several teeth, Mm -hmm. um, but you can't really tell whether they were knocked out, whether they fell out, whether they were pried out, that kind of thing. There are lots of people with missing teeth, and he looks like he's working class at best, so... Can I check his clothes, his jacket, or anything? Okay, make an investigation check. Eight. Uh, So you kind of pat him down swiftly. Cornelia and Joy, you can see that he's kind of fumbling around. He hasn't really had a thorough look at this corpse. But what you can tell Sebastian is that there is a wallet in his front trouser pocket. And opening it up, it still has a little bit of cash, $2 bills. But it looks like there's nothing else inside it. Okay. Uh, Nothing much of interest over here, just a dead body. Any identification on him? Not that I can see, no. And I looked pretty hard. (laughs) Didn't. You can tell. (laughs) Okay. Does he have his teeth? Uh, He's got most of it. Well, some of his teeth. But I can't really tell how they were extracted. Come on, Sebastian. Stop fanning around. Let me get get on your shoulders. Make an athletics check at advantage then. Sorry, I was just distracted by the corpse. No big deal, I guess. Fifteen. Okay, yeah, no problem at all. Uh, you sprightly get into the into the dumpster, and now you're next to Sebastian. Can I support her? Yes, yes, her it's arm. very... Um, okay, make a strength check again at advantage. So, yeah, rolling both again. Uh, rolling both. Uh, 19. Yeah, very straightforward. She's very light. You manage to just pick her up and bring her um, straight within reach of the iron ladder, which you can grab, yeah. and kind of drag down to, to the level of, of the street, basically. After you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll sure, go. I, mean, I'll I go feel like you guys should first. go first, because <laughs> that might be a while. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You don't want to fall off and die. No, but you wouldn't want one of us underneath you, just sort of in case. I think... It'll be fine as long as I take it slow. Okay. I have this daughterly concern, though. <laughs> I feel like I'd be following behind you to make sure you... Okay. Would... It's okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Yeah, okay. so Sebastian, you go first. I'll wait for Cornelia. Right. Sebastian, you can see that once you're on this kind of fire escape iron area, uh, that the bottommost window on the first floor is actually ajar already. Uh, so it's straightforward Great. to actually get inside. Uh, Cornelia, you're making your way up the ladder. Mm-hmm. It is icy and wet. Uh, make an <laughs> athletics check. Oh, God. Okay. Ten. Okay, yep, yeah, that's fine. You managed to make it up. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I fall, I'd just die. <laughs> you just <laughs> crumble <laughs> <Yeah>. into dust. <laughs> and Joy, yeah, there's no need to make a check for you because you are fully able adult. Right. <laughs> okay. So all three of you are now able to make your way into the building through the window on the first floor. Once you're inside, you breathe a palpable sigh of relief with the warmth that you manage to get out of the the incredibly bitter cold of the Chicago night. Uh, Inside, you can hear three floors up, there's the distant wailing of a baby. Uh, On the same floor that you're on, it sounds like there's some sort of Polish familial dispute going on, which is echoing through the thin walls of this tenement block. But you can see a stairwell right next to where you came in, leading down to the ground floor, which is where you assume uh, the three clubs is located. Okay, go down there. This establishment leaves a lot to be desired. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh, so you make your way down to the ground floor and Dorothy, uh, you've actually been loitering right inside the entrance as soon as Sal and the other bouncer let you in because the three clubs is actually in the basement of this tenement block and uh, it looks a little bit intimidating because there's kind of red drapes everywhere. Um, And so you just wanted to regroup with the other three. And now you have, as you hear them kind of padding their way down the stairs. Uh, So the four of you are now reunited. Do you want to make your way inside? Yeah, great work, Darcy. Ah, good stuff. How did you do it? You must tell us. You know what? They were very obliging, you know, once you were Uh, just cordial to them. You outwitted them somehow and you're being modest. (laughs) I I appreciate that. (laughs) Dorothy, Cornelia, Sebastian and Joy exchange reassuring smiles, projecting the confidence they wish they felt. With contrived nonchalance, they trudge down the narrow staircase into a den of petty criminals and persecuted revelers. Now they are inside, they are at least warm and the path of investigation is clear. Now everything will be easier, they think. Little do they know that this will be the longest, most painful night of their lives. You've been listening to The Butchers of Goose Lake, written by Giorgio Mariani and produced and edited by David Knight and Tom Dalling, with music by Jonathan Day. Starring Eleanor Kohler as Dorothy Taylor, Maximilian John as Cornelia Cavendish, David Knight as Sebastian St. Battenberg, and Charlie May as Joy Dutton Cavendish. I am Giorgio Mariani, Game Master. You can follow us on Twitter at The Infinite Bad and support the production of this series on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash definitely human. The Infinite Bad is a definitely human production.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.